Hello, church family. Uh, we are uh, in the last part of our study in Exodus chapter 15. Uh, this is how uh, chapter 15, the beginning of this chapter, starts so well in the sense that Israel is singing praises of God's faithfulness. They're declaring all that he's done in delivering them from the hands of the Egyptians. Uh, they were the Egyptians uh, was you know, hunting them after realizing, hey, these uh, Israelites, we need them back. Uh, they're just wandering in the wilderness, um, and we should just go and just grab them back. What were we thinking? And um, that was chapter 14, and when we get to 15, um, you know, obviously that they failed. The Red Sea parted, and it took like a whole night endeavor and for them to cross over. And in the end, um, all of Pharaoh's army uh, uh, drowned. Um, not one of them survived, and each and every single one of the Israelites saw the, the greatness of God, and which resulted in them singing this song. I said earlier this week that this is probably the first song, first, it's definitely the first song that they wrote, uh, but it could possibly be even the first um, thing that's written in the Torah. Um, the reason why that is is because in the meaning of verse 1 is that, that they, they immediately began to sing this song and they wrote this they wrote this whole song. I don't know how they did it um, exactly. I don't know if they're all like musicians, so they were able to rhyme a certain thing or have certain cadence and you know, music and, and all that, that comes along with it. Um, but they at least had some sort of way in which they were to express God's faithfulness in a song. And they start by, start by praising God for what he's done. And, and I, I, I drew for our application was that we need to do the same thing too. That we need to spend time remembering God's faithfulness and how everything he's given us is, is a good gift. Uh, he gives us uh, many blessings beyond uh, what we deserve. And he's so kind to continue to provide for the needs of, the, of, the, of his people. Um, and today we're going to talk about what happens uh, when we fail to remember, when we forget what God has done. So Wednesday we talked about the praising God for what, what, what He has done, and today we're talking about forgetting what God has done. So there's remembering and then forgetting. So today they for, the Israelites forgot what God has done, and from verse 22 to 27. Sorry, verse 22. When Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Uh, when they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah, for they were for they were bitter. Therefore, it was named Marah. So the people grumbled at Moses, saying, "What shall we drink?" Then he cried out to Yahweh, and the and Yahweh showed him a tree and threw it into the waters, and the water became sweet. There he made for a statute regulation that he test that he there he tested them and he said if you will give earnest heed to the voice of Yahweh your God and do what is right in his eye and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes I will put none of the, the diseases on you which I have put on the, the Egyptian for I Yahweh am your healer so what's very fascinating about this this very first part of the text is that um, or at least this, this portion here is that uh, not long after uh, they were delivered from you know the huge body of water, that they began complaining about water. Three days later, it took them about three days to forget that God is actually going to keep them and protect them. Again, this is part of um, just the forgetfulness of human beings. They God told the people that He's going to bring them to a place of land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Um, God told them He's going to provide for them. God told them He's going to protect them. 
But yet when those three days, they begin to complain and grumble um, to the Lord about what to drink. Um, and the Lord provided for them. And this is a way for them to test their hearts. And we'll see later on, especially when we get to the book of, if we, you know, or when you read the book of Numbers. I'm not sure if I ever do it, that, a podcast on that book, but one day I might, we'll see. But when you get to the book of Numbers, you see that the Israelites just complained. And the reason why they complained wasn't actually because of the provision. It was because they actually did not believe in God. They didn't trust God. They forgot all that he's done. Every time where God demonstrated his power in the land of Egypt, it was supposed to show them his show them his power so they could remember, so they could see like, okay, God, this is a real God. He will protect us in supernatural ways. He would provide even uh, providentially ways in which um, people will come, well, they will be delivered from whatever circumstance and all their needs will be met. And as they continue to trust in Yahweh, um, they would be blessed. Again, it's so ironic because, you know, the, they're complaining about water. They're, they're thinking here is that God somehow can't control water as if they did not just witness some miraculous thing. I mean, God uh, gave them, uh, you know, give them grace. He gave them grace in the sense of just showing them this tree that he, uh, it seems to imply that God is the one who caused this um, a tree to, to be planted there near the waters and it somehow made everything sweet. I'm not sure how that really works. Um, but yeah, there's this, this tree here is planted here and is used to allow them to drink from this bitter water. Yahweh provided here another miracle. Yet there's also a warning here in verse 26 where he says that if you forget, if you don't heed his voice, if you don't do what's right in his sight and not, and not give ear to his commandment and keep all his statutes, the diseases that went on to Egypt will be placed on to the Israelites. And we'll see this later if, again, if you read through Deuteronomy in particular, where there, the, there's a cursing for those that are disobe- disobedient to the Lord, and there's blessing for those who faithfully submit to, to, to God. Now, this is what happens to us as well. You know, we, we, we sometimes forget how great God is and his kindness towards us. I mentioned on Wednesday, just looking at every little thing that we have around us, and just just really each every every little thing that we have, every dollar that we have in our bank account, um, every material blessing, even the senses that we have, the normal bodily functions, these things are all a blessing from the Lord. The fact that things work normally in our life should be considered an act of grace and mercy. And even if things are going horribly in our life, there's still um, God's grace in it because He gave us His Son. Um, and it's because we forget what God has done in the little things, we inevitably forget the things that he's done in the big things. You know, Luke chapter 17, verse 15 18, Jesus uh, healed all these lepers. And um, you recall in that story, only one person, one person came back. The other did not go back to Jesus and praise him and thank him. Only one person did. And the reason why that is, why, why uh, one person, why everyone else chose to leave, uh, was because they're ungrateful. And that's how we are. The reason why we forget God is because uh, we, first, there's an unbelief aspect. We, un- we don't believe that God is going to continue to provide for us. And also, there's an ungrateful attitude that we have. We want more, or uh, we think we deserve uh, God's blessing. So when He blesses us, we, we, don't, we fail to turn to Him and thank Him for His faithfulness. This is what happens to all of us. We forget almost immediately God's kindness to us, and we're prone to wander. But yet God is always so gracious and kind to us. So for us, uh, whenever you're struggling in your life, 
you have to understand that um, the, the solution is not to ask God to give you something new again, but to remember, to not forget what he's done in your life. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2 to 4 says, two to four reads this, you shall remember all the way which Yahweh your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you to know what is in your heart, whether you would keep his commandment or not. He humbled you and let you be hungry and fed you manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of Yahweh. And it goes on to explain how all of their clothes and everything was, um, was, was intact. Uh, but we have to remember, just like the Israelites remember, how God has protected us, how God provides for us. And we need to remember and cherish these things in our hearts. Psalm 103. This is a familiar psalm to all, it should be a familiar psalm to all of us. Psalm 103. Verse 2, it reads, Blessed, blessed, Bless Yahweh, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. You know, we have to remember all the benefits that God has given us. Psalm 105, verse 5, it reads, uh, Remember his wonders, which he has done, his marvels, and the judgment uttered by his mouth. And jumping down to verse 21, He made him Lord to his house and ruler over all possessions. Sorry, sorry. Psalm 106, verse, uh, verse uh, 21. It reads, um, "They forgot their Savior, who had got, who had done great things in Egypt, wonders in the land of Ham, and awesome things by the Red Sea. Therefore, he said to them, who he would destroy, he had not, had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to turn away his wrath from destroying them." Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe in his word, but grumbled in their tents. They did not listen to the voice of Yahweh. Therefore he swore to them that he would cast them down in the wilderness and that he would cast their seed among the nations and scatter them in the lands. See, there's a connection between being punished by the Lord and forgetting God. Uh, when you choose to sin and fall into any sin, that's because you forget God's goodness in your life. I've said this often, and I know others have said it as well, that the moment you give into sin, you're just basically being a practical atheist. Um, in those moments of uh, temptation, you have a choice between remembering God's goodness or forgetting His goodness. And when you forget God's goodness, what will happen is you will consu you'll be consumed, you'll consume sin, and then you'll be consumed by it. Um, so for us as Christians, May we be people that are always remembering God's faithfulness, remembering all that He has done for us. May we never forget His goodness from the smallest things in our life to you know, from the smallest like penny uh, to the greatest things, meaning uh, our mainly our salvation. That in everything in between, we remember God's goodness in our life. That we get to uh, have things and and live life because God has given us things and give, gave us opportunity to live this life. So if you ever struggle with remembering and forgetting, which is a tension that we'll always have in this life, uh, and we constantly remember, use scripture, use your life. Your life is really an illustration of God's faithfulness and primarily saving you and then also providing for your daily needs every single day of your life. We always remember the Lord. 
because I fear that the, the, as time gets harder and more difficult for us as Christians, we will forget God's faithfulness. We'll grumble and complain just like the Israelites. And, uh, and the uh, grumbling and complaining spirit is really just a fruit of unbelief. And I hope that you continue to believe in God's faithfulness in your life. I hope that this is helpful. Thank you for listening. Take care and have a good weekend. Thank you.